This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. This is Jeremy Roberts on behalf of Hawke's Bay Poetry Live, a program broadcast weekly on Wednesdays at 2pm. You can listen on 104.7 FM or 1431 AM. You can also go to the website and click play and even download MP3s. Um, My guest today is Katie Nettlingham of Havelock North. Katie says... I was born and bred in Hawke's Bay. My family and I enjoy spending lots of time at Waimarana, the local beach. Leaving high school, my life took a huge turn. I developed mental illness and was later diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Lately, I've made the accomplishment of publishing my book, Her Patient Fight. This is a story of my journey in the form of poetry in order to help other people and break down the stigma in our community. Now I hold down a job as a support worker with people with disabilities and I love it. Welcome to the show, Katie. Hi, Jeremy. Great to be here. Well, let's get started. Um, What prompted you to publish this collection of poems? Well, the whole collection really is based off my um, experiences I've had over the last four years and challenges I've had with my mental health and my bipolar disorder. So yeah, I decided to write down all about that. Mm -hmm. It sounds fascinating. Over what period of time did you write these poems? So it was mainly at the end, towards the end of my journey towards stability. Um, There were several I did write when I was at my lowest. Mm. Um, They often say people can be more creative when they're struggling or have deep emotions. But then the rest of them were edited and finished off looking back on the past four years I've had. Mm, Okay. And what encouragement did you get while you were writing them? Was it it a solitary activity or did did you share with people that you were writing these poems? Yeah, so it really came from myself, um, very self-driven to do this. Um, Yeah, I did it on my own. It was a therapeutic process for me and I was almost afraid to tell people I was doing it because I didn't want anyone to put me off (laughs) oh (laughs) wow oh look thanks for that um introduction to a little bit about you yourself as a as a poet would you like to open the show now with a poem absolutely yeah so one of my poems I'd like to read and share with everybody is called bipolar bounce ah And this is from your collection, correct? Yes, um, from the first part, The Wave. Okay. To bounce, the puppet goes. 
to bounce above the sky, amazing up there, yet destructive without a care. To bounce, thud, hit the ground, to bounce again a dream, lying lifelessly, struggling, this course triggers overwhelming. To bounce lifelong, to bounce until clamped, always changing, finding meaning, when taken over, loss of identity, to bounce between states, to bounce back stronger, beating the beast will be, merging into one, healthy. Wow, that's a powerful poem. Um, there's a lot of content in that. It's a sh- you know shortish poem, but you're touching on lots of lots of things, parts of your journey, and the um, the real life experience of living with bipolar. Yeah. Um, wow, um, Katie, you described this whole experience as a journey of discovery. Yes. And um, I'm sure. Um, the listeners would love to know what have you discovered about yourself and also if you could comment on um, about other people yeah yes well Jeremy I have learned a lot about myself I have definitely come more obvious what my values are in life and Mm. what's most important to me such as the relationships with other people with my family and friends I have also discovered about myself, and I'm sure it's true for other people as well, is that we are more resilient than you know, Mm. and we have more strength within us. But about other people, I found that people can be so kind towards you, and especially my support people showed a lot of empathy and were there for me the whole way through. Mm. Wow, well... You know, again, you know, I mean, I haven't really said thank you for coming in yet, but I really do want to thank you for coming in and sharing um, so openly and honestly about um, what's obviously been um, a challenge, a real challenge. Um, Okay, well, how about another poem, Katie? Yeah, sure. So this ties into my answer, really. Mm -hmm. It's called Tap Into Determination. When you thought you were weak enough, there is indeed more unwell. That addiction you crave can become more intense. That torn heart of yours can completely shatter. So what to do? The only thing we know how. Stand up. Those legs of yours are stronger than you think. Tap into that hidden reserve whereas humans automatically have. The worst times will show you true resilience, true determination. It is all in making that step. That is where you find growth. If you're at the bottom again and again, know you can and you will still crawl. Why? You have to keep going. You owe that to no one else but yourself. You need you more than you know. Hope can be found and will be with the people that surround. Let the strategies and next steps flow to you day by day. The experiences of being lower than low or higher than high 
will ground, drive and fulfil you some way. That mental pain sure too fades. When you thought you were strong, there is indeed more resilience and there are more ways to cure that crave. The heart will have to heal, as for sure it is not you it will steal. Mm. You know, I'm I'm just hearing so many themes um, or topics, perhaps, in, in each poem so far, and I can hear determination in that. And um, laying it out bare, what what happens, I suppose. Um, yeah. Um, do you... So do you think, you know, these, these poems, I think... Um, I can see straight away that they, they would really speak to um, a lot of people in the community. Um, do you believe that these poems can, more might might help someone, potentially help someone? And in and, and what way would that be? Yeah, I sure hope it does. Um, that's the whole point, really, of publishing. Instead of just keeping them to myself, I looked at them and thought, wow, this could help people. People could resonate with what I'm trying to say and what I've been through. It's not actually only for people in the thick of mental illness or have had mental health issues. It's for their loved ones and their support people. But it's also an inspirational story for the entire community. We all have mental health and well-being that yeah. we have to look after. Yeah. Ups and downs. Yeah, um... Even if it opens a door for somebody, I suppose. Um, but you're right; these these are poems for for everyone. I'd I'd agree with that. I, I mean, I've read the whole book. <laughs> um, I've I've got a copy um, through your handy online um, purchasing. We can talk about that later. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I found I found it. Um, I found them easy to read. Um, but they were also um, very deep, you know, and um, brutally honest. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and I found also you could pick up the book and read one or two, not necessarily in sequence, you know, and um, really get something out of them. Yeah. Mm. Um, how about another one, Katie? Sure. Again, this also ties in with the answer about helping people yeah. and wanting for people to resonate and go, oh, I've also been there okay. and feel less alone. So yeah. it's called The Storm. Ah. Have you ever cried so much that your blood starts to clot and your natural black tint in your eyelashes start to run? The life within you begins to melt. Have you ever created a storm so big that the lightning disintegrates your hair and the clouds blind your sight? Snow numbs the skin all over and thunder scares the soul out of its socket. Have you ever been so broken that your bones will not lift you off your bed and your mind won't move an inch? Have you ever been so depressed that your muscles seize and your face drops below so sea level. The black ink clouds reach your pinky toes and cools the heart. 
Your shadow behind grows to the size of the flood. Have you ever been so unwanted that your voice dampens out by the gust before it can tap an ear? Have you ever been so alone that you stop trying to scrape the frost and just get used to the weather? Have you ever been so stuck in the storm that you created you cannot let your emotions blow past in the wind? That you ended up in a psych hospital because your brain wanted to rain and your life wanted to freeze? Have you ever been so fogged that you forget that storm does pass? Has the mist ever been so heavy? It feels like it may take months to do so. Mm. Wow. Um, you know, again, the very powerful and um, the, the snow numbing the skin all over and thunder um, scaring your soul out of its socket. That's a great, that's a great line. Um, yeah, that's, um, you know, when I was reading them, um, I found myself pausing and just thinking of you as the writer, but then th- trying to also um, wonder, have I been there? You know, do I, do I know what that's like? And it, certainly you, you, um, you can sort of, you know, give little ticks. I think readers will when they go through these poems, recognise certain things about themselves or, you know, friends and family. Um, yeah, I think it's a really empowering um, collection. Um, yeah, so I'm just curious, Katie, had you written much poetry before you became unwell? And, um, like, you were very young. I mean, did you enjoy writing at school? No, so I have never written poetry Mm. prior to starting this when I was unwell. Um, I did enjoy writing at school in terms of school assignments. I think I was good at it, but I had my mindset on science and maths, so I actually dropped English. Okay. (laughs) In year 13. Well, that's what you do. Yeah. But yes, it was an amazing discovery and it's been a great creative outlet for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you you sort of, in, in poetry terms, you, you don't obviously have any strong recollections of, of writing poems prior. So you, you sort of have um, just leapt into it of your own volition, really. Yeah, some could say I taught myself. I mean, you... Okay, so you could have picked up a paintbrush and started covering canvases with mm. with acrylic paint or something, or, um, you know you know what I mean, any any creative outlet. Do you, do you think it was... Um, was it a wonderful moment when you discovered that, gee, this, I've got some energy for this thing, and it, this might take me somewhere you did you mention four years before over a four-year period that you thought were poems were written or am I wrong there yes no well yeah uh, yes yeah um but what was that was that you know a really positive um feeling when you acknowledged to yourself that you were you know completing poems yeah so it was four years of the um worst of my illness but the last two years that I've started to write the poetry okay yes but um 
yeah, it was very satisfying. And I yeah. felt like I had achieved yeah. a feeling I had had not had for such a long time. Mm. Wow. How about another one, Katie? Yeah, sure. So the next is called Why Write and really explains why I loved the process of writing. Ah, okay. <clears throat> time freezes as I connect the tip of the pen to paper. The dim light illuminates enough to see while putting everyone else in the shadow. A life I could have had fades away. All that matters is what I can create. A story unfolds in front of me. That in itself lights up the room. Happy, isolated, alone as the silence is peace. No disruptions allow flow to pour. Deeply focus within. Marvellous moment as I remain in the zone. Mm. Oh, there you go. There's your answer to my question. (laughs) The zone, yeah. Creative zone. Um, Yeah, now look, that's... um, it's always, it's always interesting, I think, to talk to writers about how how things um, how things come about, um, and you know, some people um, say that they just wrote it down; it was all already kind of formed, like they were taking notes. And others do um, many drafts. How did it work for you? A majority of my poetry was written all in one go. Oh. So I would just write until I stopped. But there were also some where I would scroll down words, phrases in one piece of paper, shut the book, think about it, come back, and then structure those pieces into a poem. Okay, yeah. Did, did you make um, notes on your cell phone or...? Sometimes, yeah. yes, I would write everywhere and anywhere. Yeah, you've got to seize the moment, don't you? Yeah. Um, okay, oh, that's interesting. Um, you say in your author's note that you grew up in the Rohe of um, Ngāti Kanunu. Can you tell us about this, please? Um, well, that means that I am not Māori, do not have Māori blood. Mm-hmm. I'm Pākehā. Yeah. But I was associated with that growing up. It's near me, near my area. And especially in my later years, I have shown great interest into the Māori culture. Mm. Okay. I will cure to that. Um, I know um, the listeners will, will learn that there is, yeah, that there is, there is some Māori content in the book. And it's, it's beautifully set out. Um, and uh, just ever so slightly um, illustrated, which is very, mm. very lovely, isn't it? The um, who did the the painting on the cover? Oh, the... it's one of my best friend, Meg Dutton. Ah. She did the painting alongside the illustrations. He's very talented. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, it's a beautiful edition. Um, so, um, yeah. Well, you you are um, acknowledging things that. Um, in your life that are around you and things that have made you who you are. So that's, that's cool. I mean, why wouldn't, um, 
your journey? Why why wouldn't it involve um, everything? Did did you um, you know during if you if I may ask during the this four year period, did you find it easy? Um, did you find that you had close friends, or did you feel more isolated? Or I mean, how did the you know is that? A, I hope it's not too personal a question for you, but I'm just wondering about it's kind of to do with the support you had um but yeah did you have you kept school friends or is it friends at uni down in otago where you were or how how's that all panned out for you yes absolutely those friends i have some great friends and the school friends i'm still friends with today yeah and along the whole journey that amazing friends ones i had just met in the hostel Right. were supportive to me okay. but there is a but because mm. when you're mentally unwell you can feel so isolated because mm. it doesn't you don't think that anyone else in the world feels what you're feeling right now so even though i had all these amazing friends on the sidelines doing so many things for me at times i felt very alone yeah okay okay um and you the thing is, with you, you you got help. I mean, I I don't want you to go into um, you know any traumatic details, but you got help. Was it um, early on? Was it, or was it a bit later for you? How did you how did you reach out for help? I kind of first started when I realised something wasn't right. You know, mm-hmm. this is not me. It's not homesickness anymore down in the hostels. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I did reach out for help and originally fell through the system and it took a big crash and moved back up to Hawke's Bay for me to be diagnosed with the bipolar. Yeah. And since then, I think that'll be about three years ago, since then I've had great treatment from mm. from the services here. Yeah, which you acknowledge in, at the end of your book, the, the mm. people that have helped you, which was I thought that was really special. Um, okay. Um, how about another poem, Katie? Yes. So just what we were talking about before, I'd like to read a poem that incorporates a whakatauki, mm-hmm. a Māori proverb. So this one is called Tears. Let them stream down your cheek like wind gliding down a mountain face. Collect them in a valley catchment, flowing rapidly into the tissue Let them carry the pain out of you as rain leaves the clouds. A passage to lighten, to relieve. A sign of strength, humanity, guiding you to overcome as the sun rises. It is okay to release. It is okay to feel. It is okay to cry. Heroi mata ua, heroi mata tangata. Tears of rain, tears of men. Mm. I think that's a marvellous use of um, Maori language there. And, um, yeah, that's, it is okay to release, it is okay to feel, it is okay to cry. Um, I think our society now is is more open. I, I, I know it's still a bloody hard journey for anyone to go through um, mental health issues 
but it is talked about now and there are services um still cracks obviously mm. you know um but that that poem um those are those are very powerful words aren't they it is okay to release it is okay to feel it is okay to cry um i i go to quite a few open mics myself and um that type of poem um i mean not that poem and not always put as articulately as as you did but people do express those very sentiments you know and um sometimes people are sharing things at an open mic because that is their audience mm. you know poets can share things to other poets or live audiences that they don't share with family sometimes it it becomes a poem you know that's what i get reminded of when i see that um yeah um gosh i mean you if we had time you could you could i'd i'd happily sit here and and you could read the whole lot <laughs> how many poems are there in this book i never counted them up but there must be what 40 or well, there's 88 pages yeah 50 page 50 poems is it maybe well they're mostly only counted. a page long aren't they yeah so it's more than that over 50 maybe. over yeah. 50 poems yeah 60 70 maybe um yeah no it's quite a collection um I'm just curious, um, have you ever read these poems aloud to anyone? I mean, you, you're doing it today, but um, I don't mean in a, in a radio studio or something like that. Have you ever read them, um, you know, to anyone, family or friends? So when I first started writing them, mm -hmm. I think I kept them mm -hmm. to myself. But quickly I got momentum Yeah, and I got on quite a roll. And I would, I think my family got annoyed with me because every new poem, one day was three poems in a day. Yeah. I would be like, Nana, Grandma, Mum, Dad, listen to this new poem I've written. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. 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 It was a feeling of a triumph yeah. reading it. Yeah, good. Uh, and you got the words off the page and they came alive and they went into people's ears. Um, and they couldn't escape. They had to hear it. Yeah, and it's... I just found it interesting, <laughs> their take on it and what they thought is yeah. what they thought what I was trying to get across. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. A poem may be seen completely different by, differently by, by two different people, of course. Mm. Um, did they give you feedback? Like, um, did you... You know, when you were reading and you and to a, to the live audience, even if it was one person or it was a couple of people or whatever, did you ever feel, uh, oh, I must change that line or I might redo that paragraph, uh, that stanza, or at, or were they pretty much formed and and you mm. you just thought because you mentioned the word um, used the word triumph, so you felt confident about what you'd written and they were largely complete yes i think so um the tears would roll from my family members when i would read oh. them um but yeah. when i did change them because like you said i did change sentences and stanzas and things but that yeah. was all out of my own direction yeah, yeah. um do you think yeah. some people might have been shocked to this is this is Katie that we've known all these years and suddenly wow she's I'm hearing all this stuff 
Mm. Do, do you think it made it more real for some people? Yeah. Um, my own family obviously knew the whole journey. and yeah. But I think even likes of my dad or some of them would realise what it... They could put them in my shoes a bit more and realise how much it really did feel deeply for me. Right. So you showed them what was in your mind and yeah. heart. And, yeah. um, and they could understand a bit more and treat me with a bit more empathy. Yeah. I mean, it's the direct opposite of somebody who just clams up and won't say a word, right? Mm. Um, words are probably easier to grab hold of than um, paintings, you know. Could you imagine... Um, I mean, are you a visual artist or do you, do you paint ever? No. No. Could you imagine using the medium of paint to express what you have in these poems? That would be hard. Yeah. That would be hard. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, let's... Let's... Um, Actually, I'll ask you this this one now that I, I also, as a writer, find very interesting. So, have you written other poems that aren't connected to your mental health journey? There are a couple dotted in there um, right. that but, aren't. Oh, yes, that are more universal yeah. and not necessarily, yeah, I, yeah. I, I get it. But majority is was my journey, but yeah. as a poet, as a writer, um, now, moving forward, I'm wanting to write more that isn't my mental health journey yeah. you know i'm kind of closing that book of course i want everyone to read it and spread the word but in terms of my writing going forward i'm wanting to tap into different genres mm. yeah oh i think you should and it's not to say when you say you're closing that book um well of course you'll revisit you know the subject again in your writing i'm sure mm. you know it's something so powerful that your whole life is turned on mm. um at the start of your your adulthood i suppose I, i'm not sure when you would regard yourself actually can may i ask you that when mm -hmm. do you when do you do you you're an adult now mm -hmm. obviously when did you um feel that you were entering adulthood i still believe i was a you know young teenager before this so i was 18 yeah. When it kind of started. Okay. And I don't think, feel until now I've reached kind of a mature, kind of stable. Yeah. I feel like an adult. Yeah. Um, and it, your um, critical time was really when you were down at university in Otago, right? It's actually Christchurch. Oh, but, oh, but they're well, all very similar. <laughs> did I say that? I did say that before too. Doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. Should have said the South Island. Um, we love Christchurch. Um, yeah. Um, but you were a high achiever. I, I know there's a poem, uh, or a, is, it, is it at the start of your book, you talk about um, the person that you were before. What's it called? Summer of 2018. Um, that's it, isn't it? And then also there's an explanation note, a forward. That's probably what I'm thinking of. It's very interesting to read how you set the scene of how, who, who you were before this thing happened to you. 
I found it very interesting, actually. I just wondered, um, you, when you look back now, do you see that person as, as, as being very young and, and kind of innocent? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, there's, this is a, listeners, I have to say, I, I think this is like a real, really complete book. It answers all sorts of questions you might have about Katie and her journey. If I may say that, I think mm-hmm. it really does. And you um, you set the scene before, and then the reader goes through the journey with you, and it's just uh, looking at a at a brighter, open future, isn't it? It's really um, amazing. I'm sure the um, the medical um, workers must be amazed by this. You know, have you had feedback from? Yes, I had from them. One lady who was my case manager, yeah, she was really moved by as well. Yeah. yeah. Did they get a signed copy? <laughs> <laughs> sure did. <laughs> um, okay. So um, let's have another one then. Sure. This one takes it close to the forward in the first poem. I think it's actually the second poem or the third poem of the book. Okay. So taking you back to the beginning. It's called Against the Grain. Mm-hmm. Study, drugs, drinking, daily normalities while she is sinking. Hospital, appointments, struggling. Four years it has been, 21sts, flatting. She may have once been seen, flights home, disappearing. As they gain the graduation gown, future jobs, loving partners, she is still lost and down. Prescribed drugs, talked therapy. They are on a path. Her life wisdom is one and a half. They will carry on, but she will rise strong. World, watch out. She will make an impact without a doubt. Mm. Well, you've... And you have made an impact. She she has... um, that's quite a powerful use that the pronoun um, to use she, isn't it? It's quite a powerful thing. I know another poet does that um, in most of his poems. Um, Duncan Bowles. Um, when you, where you say, you talk about um, the, the others are graduating, future jobs, loving partners. Um, she is still lost and down. Um, so you must have had a real sense that, hey, everyone's, uh, are they just moving so far ahead and I just can't keep up? Was it kind of like that? Yeah, it was the comparison. Mm. And it felt like my life had frozen and they were um, carrying on. And the word FOMO was in my mouth, in my head, sorry, a lot. Mm. Fear mm. of missing out. Yeah. Yeah, fear of missing out. Um well, you were so young, weren't you? Um, yeah. And you, now I know life is long, but at that particular time, it was everything. I felt like I was losing everything. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, one of the awful things about um, bipolar is that it can hit people quite late in life too, can't it? Mm. I, I've known of people that were in their 50s, you know, mm. um, when things finally... Um, you know, came to a head, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, well, um, your your parents and and your grandparents feature in some poems. It sounds like you've had tremendous support from them. Yes, I definitely have. Yeah. Yeah. So they they were there for you right from the start. So you. Mm. And I have a whole section dedicated to, it's called The People. So mm. yes, it's dedicated to the people. And I really want to emphasise that it does take a whole, you know, support system to help someone recover. Yeah. Well, they say it takes a village to raise a child. You know that old saying? Have you mm. ever heard that? Yeah. <laughs> so if that's true... Um, why wouldn't it take the village to help someone who's who's struggling, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah, yeah. And people come in at different times when they can. I know friends, some friends found it hard to know what to do or say. But yeah, of course. In the next month yeah. or so, they might feel more able. And But the staple people in my life are there the whole time, you know, and I, I dedicate almost a poem each to you know, my grandparents mm. and my parents. And then acknowledge my siblings in the final acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's that's lovely. Um, and your poem, your um, what is it called? I have been lost. That poem. Um, well, it quotes from the Bible, um, and I wondered if has Christianity been part of your journey? Um, it was not my intention. No, to quote okay. from the Bible. Is it the saying? I have been lost. Now I am found. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yes, that's. It was not my intention. No. No. It's well. It's a, it's one of those expressions that's probably been used in countless songs, right. used in other poems, um, and it's a well. It's a it's a happening. It's a it's part of humanity, isn't it? Mm. Being lost and 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 being found. Mm. Um, no, I was, I was just curious about that. I didn't think I didn't think this was a um, a story of. Um, a, you know, a, a really strong Christianity um, background, or that you'd reached out and been born again to help you with your struggle, you know, or anything mm. like that. But I was just curious, you know, when writers yeah. reference something, it's um, well, it's a seed, and it makes it makes the reader think. Mm. So, yes, I'm religion didn't help me in my like I didn't turn to that. Mm. But the interesting point is. I've learned that spirituality is in us, in us all. And right. for for me, that with the help of my psychologist, I looked into what my values were. And there is a poem called What Are Your Values? in the book. Yeah. And that talks about firing a bow into the sky and following the signal. You know, that's spirituality. You know, following something greater than you. And like today, yes. I'm going to be empathetic to this person because the greater being of empathy is to do that mm, mm. yeah so it's always a thinking spot for me spirituality yeah okay um all right would you like to read another one katie yes so this poem is really about my support people okay as we've just been talking about yeah so it's called mountain valley and river the unexpected pinpoint when the globe stops spinning excites our curiosity. We explore, investigate, get lost in communities, cultures, countries. This place, oh, this place is different. This base is where you boomerang back to. 
Its roots are grounded and stable beyond strength. It is a given that it will be there. Here you can smell childhood, hear familiar, and taste the embrace. It is your mountain you have climbed, your valley you have discovered, your river you have grew from. One never forgets the touch of their nature. People love and leave you, value you, bring you down. It is chance who you meet, choice who you love. Oh, this tribe shall support endlessly. Your people are the foundation, the four walls of your heart. This place, this environment, these people hold unique and special characteristics that heal your broken. This is where the essence of home lies. Home, the soul of our being, the blood of our body, the calm of our mind. Mm. Yeah, I, I get a strong sense of um, Maori values in that too, you know, and obviously, you know, the mountain, the river and, and, and so on. Uh, a feeling of um, nourishment, isn't it? Like, you mm. can, yeah, you can go out into the world and do all sorts of things, travel, but um, when you come home, you something inside you settles, I think. Um, yeah. Even if you have to just go again because, you know, London's just so amazing or whatever, <laughs> you know. Nothing wrong with travelling, but um, it's just... It's nice to know that there's that place, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Well, home. <laughs> let's... Um, we've still got... Some time for more poems, which is really great. Um, so, Katie, I'm just wondering, have you, if you formed an idea about this at the moment, um, the role that poetry plays in the community? Because you've sort of stepped right into it, haven't you? And lately, you've been doing um, a lot of media and promotion for your book and talking to many people. It must feel like your um this you you know in this world that a few years ago you wouldn't have even thought of um so you, with what insights you've 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 had so far what do you think how, how do you think um poetry sits in the community what role does it really ultimately play i mean beyond um subject matter just just if you think mm. of poetry and and how people relate to it um how they gather around it yeah. So originally, I almost thought that my poetry didn't fit into the community of poems. <clears throat> I almost feel like I call it modern poetry. But then again, I do think about it and go, well, it's not really modern poetry, Katie. It's just, I use all the literary terms, you know, it's just poetry. But <laughs> in terms of, that's just me finding my voice, I think, as a poet. But in terms of poetry as a tool and an art in the community, I think it plays a huge, huge role. Mm. Um, it's an expression, it's creativity at its finest. Um, being creative is, is a huge part of people, people's well-being, and it brings people together. Mm. And I've already found that with my book, um, people who have read my book and talking about it and it it brings the community together because it is an art it is creativity and it's connection mm, mm. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering which... Um, do you, are there any poets that have inspired you? Um, I didn't ask whether you'd sort of ever, ever read much poetry before, but I'm just wondering, you know, are there some poets that come to mind when you see that question? Whether whether Kiwi poets, uh, male, female, or international poets? No. <laughs> Not really? Not no, it's all original, yeah. kind of came just out of my mind. Yeah. But um, later on, like recently, I have been looking into other poets yes. and reading little bits here and there, but I'm not a big reader. Oh, that's, that's the other that's thing. Interesting. I'm not um, a big reader. I'm yeah. a writer, but not a big reader. Yeah. Well, you, you've been soaking in life. You've probably, you know, I felt almost saturated with life and experience mm. in the last few years. So I always find when you're buzzing on life itself, you're sitting down and reading a novel. Um, doesn't it's, it can be challenging to want mm. to do that or to read poems when you where you have to bring a real sort of re- relaxation but intense focus at the same time to get something out of it um yeah it you, well but as i said your book it could be read i think over a coffee at breakfast or in bed at night you know and i'm, I'm sure people have been reading it at all all times of the day <laughs> in all sorts of places mm. um well i've got other poets um, who've written about mental health issues. There's quite a lot of work out there. I'll, I'll just go to one of the easy ones that pops into my head, Sylvia Plath, who, um, of course, wrote um, throughout her mental health issues. I don't think she was consciously, maybe in a few times, but not consciously writing mental health poems she was just writing um and of course some of her most famous ones um there's lady lazarus um which you know people people love her work and you know there's women around the world who've tattooed some of the lines from that poem on on, onto their bodies you know it's Mm. still very very powerful stuff um yeah well look it's all out there to discover Mm. you know um you know, so many poets, so many wonderful Kiwi writers um, who have wonderful careers and a wealth of material. Mm. Yeah. And the big international poets are quite good as well. Absolutely, I find some, yeah. I've read an American poet. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but of course I love reading the New Zealand content. Yeah. I think there's one, Toku Papa, done by Victoria Press. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I, yes, like, I, I enjoyed that. that. Yeah, Ruby Solly. Yes. Yes, yes, she's wonderful. Yeah. I enjoyed that, and then this is not quite poetry, but I just picked up a magazine today. It's called Jean, and it's bringing together creative people from around the community, and it's got from Hawke's Bay, and it's got some short stories and some creative writing in there. So, oh good, I'm enjoying yeah. reading some other people. You know, reading yeah. other people's works because I know I haven't really done that, but. I see myself moving forward, taking inspiration from other people and learning from other people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. well, there's 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 time. I mean, um, yeah, Hawke's Bay is absolutely flourishing in the creative arts, and there's yeah, there's some really good good writing coming out of Hawke's Bay. Um, yeah. Now, what was I what was I asking? Um, yeah. So you've mentioned about other 
uh, doing other writing, so maybe prose and and so on. You, you know, your short stories, perhaps. Mm. Um, I do have a bit of a catch, and I suppose it's not so much an issue now, but at the time I was doing my poetry, I would or a journal entry, I would try, and I would write down a word, a sentence, say, mm-hmm. and then I'll just loop and loop and loop and loop with mm-hmm. worries around the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's why I found it helpful to write poetry because you just put a few words. Shut the book. Instead of overthinking it, just go away and um, shorten it down to simple, direct points. Yeah. And the subconscious um, can work away on poems too, can't it? Mm. Right? Did you ever start falling asleep at night and suddenly you had these lines in your head and you quickly jotted them down? Or... Yeah. <laughs> I've had my 3 a.m. poetry writing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not best yeah. for my sleep, but sometimes I can't help it. Yeah. Are there other... Um, oh, I just wondered. So did you ever keep a diary in your life? No. Okay. A journal, but well, not a diary. Yeah. Okay. The difference, I think. Um, so a diary is your personal private thoughts, a journal about... Do you mean like what you did and stuff? Or... I thought the diary would be more like tell you today what you've done. Yeah. And then journal just like... Oh, creative writing. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. You know, I've probably got that wrong. It would be typical of me. <laughs> um, are there any other art forms that interest you? Like, do you love movies, you know, interested in documentaries or, you know, classical music? I mean, tell mm. us, what, do you, what, what turns you on creatively? Yeah, well, I do have it, um, you know... A struggle with concentration mm. and that's why I find the reading hard that's why I find watching a movie hard right but I've always been a creative person like even mm. prior to all of this I used to love making cakes making cards anything <clears throat> creative but now during the lockdown and during this illness I taught myself how to crochet ah. and I love that that's a huge therapeutic thing for me as well so Oh, so what have you made so far then? What haven't I made? <laughs> blankets, toys, yeah, cushions. So a, a blanket. So, um, you know, say a blanket like a kind of a throw or something like that. Or mm, yeah. Um, how long does it take to to make a blanket? Depends what I'm feeling. Like some days, times it could take a week. Yeah. Or three days. Oh, okay. But if I'm, you know, at the moment, I'm getting on with my life, my job and things, so. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. So I'd love for you to tell us a bit more about that. So you're a support person to people with disabilities. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so intellectual disabilities ah, here in okay. Hawke's Bay. Yes. And I love it. It's just amazing. Um, really, in the community, I'm with them. So. Okay. Um, really, and I learn myself, it's all about living your best life. Mm. having fun and enjoying what you're doing. And that's the values we try to instill in the people I support, but also learning to instill it in myself too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that with um, Hohipa? Yes. It, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's great. It's a wonderful community. Um, yeah, they've got arts and crafts shop, haven't they? Yeah. Mm, weaving and... But Candle making and yeah, yeah. You have to be the students to get the work yeah. to sell there. You can't <laughs> sort places. <laughs> you can't put one of your um, creations in the shop. Oh, okay, Katie. How about another poem or two? We've got about oh, hang on. We've got about 
Ooh, three minutes. Okay. Time for another poem? Yeah, I've got one left, actually, so oh, perfect. Waves Roaring, it's called. It's okay. not quite relevant to what we're talking about, but it's, it's one of my faves. So. As I sit on the deck, smoothly crashing, peacefully rolling, calming breaking sounds soothe my ears. It is loudly soft today. When I sat here last summer... A year ago, as a teenager, as I will sit here tomorrow, I can always hear a lifelong, continuous energy of nature. It is never the same, lapping still to a stormy mess. Up and down it goes, unrhythmically, unpredictable, beautiful force. These sounds take me off to sleep. They ease me into life in the morning. I am mindfully at peace. This is how it should be with my illness, as it roars in the background, gently aware, yet wonderfully amazed. I sit here, listening. Mm. What a lovely poem to to um, end the interview with, Katie. Yeah, that's... Um... Yeah, so so simple, but but so powerful. Um, what what did I really like? Roars, yeah, my illness as it roars in the background. Um, that's lovely. You feel at home with nature, you know. Yeah. You get calming calming effect from being. Yeah, and we should yeah. all be connected to nature more. Yeah. So, Katie, um, her patient fight is out now. How can listeners uh, either connect with you or get hold of your book? Tell us about mm. that. So I have an Instagram um, tag that is C-A-T-I-E-N Poetry. So that's Katie N Poetry. My name is started with a C, so that could trick some young players. <laughs> But no, and then I have a website, which you will be able to find off my Instagram. But if you're not on Instagram, it is katienwriting.com. So C-A-T-I-E-N writing.com. Oh, that's great. You well, can purchase the book off, off the website. Yeah, you've got you've got easy click yeah. buttons and everything. Yeah, and all the information yeah. about the book more. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, look, it's been a real privilege to talk to you today. Um, and I'm so pleased that your book is getting out there and getting noticed and um, you know I think it's uh, an incredible achievement to put this book together you know Mm. and I I think wow um, what potential you have as a writer you know I'd love to see what you're writing in five years time you know 10 years time I think you've got so much to give and share oh thank you Jeremy so um, yeah (laughs) All right, so listeners, I know you've enjoyed that today. Um, Thank you for listening and on Radio Hawks Bay, and we'll catch up with you soon. Bye-bye. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.